This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here's what's on the John Oakley Show podcast for August 13th, 2020. As schools reopen, how do we keep kids safe? And what will it cost? We hear from a Durham District School Board trustee for Whitby. And what about this contact tracing app that doesn't seem to be inspiring much faith among Canadians? Liberal MP Nathaniel Erskine-Smith and Toronto Sun columnist Anthony Fury are diametrically opposed in their opinions about the app. And we let them duke it out. All of this starts now. Nikki Lundquist has joined us on the line, a trustee with the Durham District School Board. Ms. Lundquist, good to have you here on the Oakley Show. Hi. Uh, Well, I don't know if you heard the minister or not, but I mean, the question was whether or not uh, all schools would be good to go September 8th. What about in the Durham District? Uh, Is that the plan? Well, I know there's an expectation that schools will be good to go September 8th, but they haven't provided the funding to make sure we can do that safely. That's the very point of the motion that passed uh, yesterday at, at our meeting with respect to use of reserve funds. And I just want to be really clear, the message from the trustees was not that that, that was going to be adequate to fix the potential problem of not of a plan that doesn't actually adequately address distancing at all. So the very idea that this announcement is somehow going to fix the problems this government has created in education with respect to its uh, restart plan is ludicrous, frankly. All right, so you're saying there's inadequate resources to really make sense out of all of this. Was the number $8 million basically around uh, the neighborhood? Well, so $8 million was was it was $8.13 million. And the reason that number came up in the motion was because it represented 1% of the board's operating budget for the year. And we were advised previously that in order to access extra funding, we would need to do that. We would need to access it. So that's not new. And I know that there's a suggestion with the announcement today that it is, but it's not. What was said today, though, was we could access up to 2% of our operating budget we don't have that. We don't have 2% of an operating budget in reserves. And I don't know of any school board that does. I'm not saying they don't, but I certainly don't know of any school board that does. So to me, it's a bit of a non-announcement, and it's not going to do what we require it to do, which is to implement a program in the fall that appropriately layers safety measures that includes a degree of physical distancing that's been recommended by experts as the minimum required, one meter. So you're saying uh, monetarily as well as on a uh, plan, they're falling far short of what is necessary to uh, get things into some modicum of uh, realism, I guess, of uh, giving confidence to parents their kids are going to be in a safe environment, as well as for the people employed by the schools. So uh, what will it take? I mean, is there a dollar figure attached to that or what is going to be necessary then to uh, move the yardstick so you can uh, be in an environment that you think is appropriate? Well, so to me, what was interesting is in the announcement, the minister said, we want to do everything possible to de-risk this situation. Mm-hmm. And yet they don't back that up because the way you do that is you impose standards. So you either mandate class sizes, smaller class sizes, and or 
you mandate a minimum physical distance. To me, you actually have tools available to you, tools that were recommended by experts, and you're ignoring them. So you're not actually doing everything possible to de-risk the situation. You're relying on school boards to come up with some kind of plan in the absence of government doing what it should do for every student in this province. Well, and that's the question, though. Is it a one-size-fits-all application? There are some areas where uh, this is very, you know, the cases are so minimal or negligible, it may not have uh, the same risk factor as, say, uh, downtown Toronto. Uh, The boards here where there's going to be, you know, different ways of applying who gets to go in class and uh, they're going to stagger the number of days and uh, all the rest of that. So do you think that it should be incumbent upon the boards to uh, put forth a plan that would be reasonable and that the government could accede to? So I'm confident that the boards would would be comfortable asserting a plan, recognizing that there are going to be geographic differences and realities that are going to affect those plans. The problem, though, is fundamentally we are in a pandemic. In, in the midst of a pandemic, government, and particularly public health officials, are best positioned to make general plans with room for amendments, of course, according to what's actually happening. But who is better positioned than public health to actually make recommendations about safety and health of kids? Well, we heard Dr. David Williams was also a party to this recent press conference. I guess it's still taking place with the minister taking questions. But he was submitting that uh, as long as certain protocols are in place, you know, the hand washing, the stuff that's been drummed into us. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be attendant issues like HVAC systems and water uh, fountains and things like that. Are, does that not give you confidence that maybe uh, he as the point person who's advising the government, uh, they're doing the best that they can in this regard? What else needs to be addressed. So I'm going to speak for me as a trustee and not on behalf of the board when I say this. I am not confident in that, and I'm not confident for two reasons. The first is that he is the same official who presided over the long-term health crisis response, and we saw what happened there. The second reason I'm not confident in that is he stood on that stage and said, yeah, distancing is important. Those were his words. Distancing is important. That was his words today. Those were his words today. And yet there is no indication that they're going to implement or mandate any kind of distance requirements. It's contradictory to everything we're doing in the public sphere. It's contradictory to everything we're doing in the context of commercial operations and businesses and, and the restart of the economy. So we're, we're de-risking it in very significant ways for every other social enterprise. And we are not de-risking it in the context of education and schools and our kids. Let me ask you finally, because uh, as the minister was speaking, uh, I just received uh, a letter that was addressed to Marty McNaughton, the uh, labor minister, as well as Minister Lecce. And uh, it's from the various teachers unions. And they're all submitting that there ought to be uh, more consultation with them. They were left away from... uh, any of this plan to return and they're they're citing it now as a case under the occupational health and safety act that it's putting their members in a precarious position you subscribe to that so i'm going to i'm going to be cautious in how i respond to this because i practice labor law and i don't want there to be any illusion about about how i'm speaking to this but what i would say generally is if a worker feels the jobs their employer is providing them is unsafe then they have every right to access those remedies under occupational health and safety.
All right. Uh, well, this one obviously uh, tells us that there's a long way to go to uh, make everybody feel satisfied that there's a, a return to school that can give parents confidence the kids are in a safe environment, as well as the, the people who are involved uh, as uh, the teachers and staff and so on and so forth. Anthony Fury, SunPost Media columnist and national comment editor, and Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, the Liberal MP for Beaches East York. Gentlemen, I appreciate you joining us here under the circumstances, tight on time, but thank you for it. Good afternoon. Hey, John. Great to be here. Good to have you here. So on this contact tracing thing, uh, Anthony, uh, you've been quoted in uh, a piece that you posted where only 4% of Canadians have downloaded and uh this contact tracing app clearly 96 percent have common sense that was your posting wasn't it yeah you know we learn more and more about apps these days and questions about you know what's going on with having so many of them have so much access to our movement and i think people don't feel comfortable about them one of my colleagues at post media wrote a feature on the tim hortons app and just shocking what this thing is doing and uh this has actually spurred some privacy commissioner investigation I turned location services off on my phone. I was one of the first people in Canada, I think, to get Facebook, because after it was in Harvard with Zuckerberg, it went to U of T. I got it, so I've had it since, like, 2004. I hardly use the darn thing anymore. I mean, maybe I'm just getting old school, but I think a lot of people say I, I want to do things uh, the old-fashioned way. And to have uh, this app tell you about your interactions with people days after you've had it, I think there's also diminishing returns uh, for the benefits from it. I go, well, why don't I just practice distancing, wash my hands, and uh, follow all those rules we've been talking about anyway. Quite frankly, John, uh, managing COVID is something that the provinces are responsible for because they do health care. And I see this, uh, the feds shepherding this, as a way for them to try and feel like they're in the game more than they are. That's, that's kind of what a lot of this already is. All right. Well, over to you, Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, uh, because I know you brought up Anthony's name, I guess, in the position he's just staked out at a House of Commons industry science and tech meeting the other day. Uh, what is your grievance? So first, that Tim Hortons article was written by James McLeod, and he's a serious journalist. Anthony Fury, a week after the privacy commissioner specifically said the app does not collect or use location data and said that the COVID alert app contains important and very strong measures to protect users' privacy, Anthony Fury went on True North Center Media and, and effectively lied to Canadians to say that the government tracks you wherever you you go. That's a straight-up lie. And, and a week earlier, the Privacy Commissioner... Actually, Nathaniel, what you're saying is a straight-up lie. What you're actually referring to... You mean my quoting the Privacy Commissioner is a lie, Anthony? You know, can I just say, on the True North Media website, uh, okay, Daniel, you indicate that you, you respect I'm going to tell you what declaration, you're and, the, and principle number one of the declaration says... All right, hang on just a sec. Anthony, hang on. I, I just wanted to hear Nathaniel uh, make the case quickly, and then I'll get you to respond. Nathaniel, continue. Anthony, straight up, you failed. The first and thing that's it? I'm going to tell you, you how no respect for the facts. Now I'm going to right. tell you how my own my own MP has made quite a failure here. No respect, John. My own member of Parliament. I hope I don't need consular assistance. I don't want your vote, Anthony. Coming and up, you should apologize to Canadians for lying to them about and a really important app from you, Nathaniel. That is important for public safety in a pandemic. Let me help you out of your ignorance here for a second, Nathaniel. You what can't he's call yourself a journalist you anymore, Anthony. You can't. Classic. John, do you want me to explain why Nathaniel... Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Go ahead, Anthony. Okay, I will explain why. What you are referring to is a... Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tweet by the social media people who describe how I describe this app in this video. In that video, I don't actually say that. So if you've done your research... You say the government will track you wherever you go. Your your words in the two-minute video. I watched it multiple times, Anthony. And then the tweet was taken down. But guess what? It's still on the website. And you are one of five members responsible for this website. So take it down, apologize to Canadians, and act like a damn journalist. You know what's very interesting here, John? I think what's happening is Nathaniel has been told by his liberal masters that they don't like this True North operation, which my relationship with True North is the same as my relationship with Global News. I join it twice a week. I want to, to save uh, lives, Anthony. And here. experts have said this so is important saving lives. In a pandemic, uh, you know, critical health information is something that I should communicate and you should communicate. It is our jobs. It is our responsibility. This app you can know, save lives if people download it. Everyone should. That's what the privacy commissioner said, and that's what you should be saying if you respected facts like every damn journalist should. Really interesting here, John, that he just wants the attack line. I feel like I'm, bef- I'm before some committee here, and uh, Nathaniel is playing one of those attack dog roles from his liberal masters. So do you believe that the that app needed collects data on down behalf down. of the government wherever people go? Do you believe that? That's what you said. Do you now believe it? I did not say that, Nathaniel, and I'll explain to you my position on it. I'd be happy to do that. Not sure you're interested in that, though. I know you're not interested. Tell me why you don't want people to download the app. And you ain't getting it again. Tell tell me why you don't want people to download the app. Tell me again. What's the exact reason you think people shouldn't download download the app? I explain my own reticence that is shared by Canadians really all across this country about these concerns about all these apps on your phone that are poking into your life in many respects. I find and it this very one interesting. Doesn't, and you should know that. This one does not. What I would Facebook like to does, know, Nathaniel... Google Maps does. The COVID alert app designed to save lives does not. It's exposure notification. It does not use geolocation services. What I'm very a week before curious you posted about the here, Nathaniel, said that what I'm exactly. very curious about here is are the personal attacks a need to take me down? Are you frustrated with True North? Is it post-media? Or is it something else going on here? Because what's interesting is the passion you've shown here... And I always like seeing a passionate member of Parliament. When you're more independent and voting against the government on the last scam, all right, two thumbs up for you. This, you seem like you're being a bit of a lapdog, but I'm also kind of curious here because did you have this passion when Dr. Teresa Tam, your colleague Patty Hadju, they actually said a thousand percent lies, later did 180s on them, things that definitely cost lives and health a lot more than some guy like me's opinion on an app. So Teresa I, I wonder where masks, when the evidence changed, when the, when the consensus and the evidence changed, she, yes, she changed her mind. So you've gone on to True he, North Media and, and you posted a two-minute video of yourself speaking. You're, you're not quoting someone else. It is yourself. Right now, and you saying people should not download this app. That the government tracks you wherever you go. Now that you know better, are you going to retract that statement, delete that post, and tell Canadians otherwise? I am retracting nothing at all certainly not the statement that I'm disappointed to see a former Maverick MP, which a lot of people, and I sung your praises for things, going on a full PMO attack line here. Really interesting. But I call it like I see it, Anthony, and I'll criticize the Prime Minister, and I will criticize you where I see wrongdoing. And what you have said on True North Media is embarrassing. It should be taken down, and it is, it is below the standards of journalism, and it lacks integrity. Hey, Nathaniel, what is, by the way, uh, the current status of this app? It's not being downloaded to the same uh, expectation, I guess, when it was first talked about or was going to be unveiled in the uh, early part of July. It was delayed and so on and so forth. Uh, what, what is the uh, current upload on that? 
so I, I don't know the exact numbers. It is certainly below ten uh, percent, and the challenge oh, here and all apps around the world that are voluntary, and voluntariness was certainly a principle that the Privacy Commissioner espoused and privacy experts before our committee espoused. But when you make an app like this voluntary, in other countries, the highest uptake we've really seen is about 20%. And while that will be important and that it will make a supplementary difference to otherwise contact tracing efforts, and by the way, just to be clear, this app is not contact tracing, it's exposure notification. It just tells Canadians if they themselves have been in touch with someone else who has tested positive for COVID. Hey, Nathaniel, this is a supplementary headline actually referred to this app as the government tracking app, and I think colloquially it's fine to do that. Why are you appearing on this program right now? Is this not a conspiracy theory program as well? I mean, give me a break. You got I appeared on this program to set the record straight and some strange reason Canadians they can trust in this app when they shouldn't trust you. That's, 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 that's why I'm here. I respect John Oakley, but Oakley should never have you back. All right. Uh, Anthony, quickly, last word. I mean, uh, so you still have reservations about this app? Uh, well, I have general reservations. I mean, like I said, I turn off the location services and uh, so forth. I mean, to Nathaniel's point, and he got, you know, half of one point correct about the a thousand different, you know, defamatory libelous things he was just saying. Uh, but I do think you look, Ann Kavukian, who's a hawk on all these things, she says, well, you know, I'm not crazy about this, but, you know, it's kind of better than, uh, better than nothing. And the privacy commissioners have said, we need eternal vigilance with this. They want people to check into it and keep paying attention to it. But they've given it a cautionary thumbs up. They're saying it's okay compared to other things. So if you're someone who has tons of apps on your phone and you're not concerned, go ahead and download it. But if you're like me and you're just, eh, I'm kind of creeped out by all of this, then uh, don't download it. And just, you know, by the way, wear a mask, keep your distance and all that jazz that we've been doing effectively for months now. This is the feds trying to make themselves relevant. This is Nathaniel Erskine-Smith basically embarrassing himself. This has been the Oakley Show podcast for August 13th, 2020. You can listen live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 Eastern. Turn the dial to 640. Listen live at 640toronto.com or search the name John Oakley on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 